Welcome to Once and Future Authors, changing lives one book at a time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Stephanie Larkin, and I'm so delighted to be joined today by Dr. Christina Sally, the author of I Know You And, and we're also lucky enough to have her illustrator and publisher, Lauren Nadler, here with us today. Uh, Dr. Sally, I am so impressed with your book, and it is so important. I can't get over what, what a topic, so thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. It is, it is a very important topic, and obviously something I'm very passionate about. Tell me how you came to this. Tell a little bit about your background and such for our listeners. Okay, great. Um, so I've been in law enforcement for over 30 years. I retired from a police agency in the Oakland Bay Area of California. Uh, I was a police sergeant. I moved to Utah and I got hired with the prosecutor's office here in Park City, Utah, Summit County, Utah, uh, so as an investigator. And as I worked in this my, this, my second career, so to speak, Really, my area of expertise is child abuse investigations and interviewing children, um, is children who have been, have reported some form of maltreatment. And so uh, in 2012, I created and started our Children's Justice Center where we interview children who are victims of maltreatment, whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, neglect, or emotional abuse. And with that, I also created an education program so every summer I run Camp Safety, which is a week-long program for five and six-year-olds that teaches them a, a, a myriad of safety topics, such as we, we have an anti-bullying theme. Uh, research shows that many children who are bullied uh, are, could be more vulnerable to, to, to later sexual abuse because predators recognize that vulnerability. And so I start with that as kind of the overriding theme. It's a very fun week-long camp. And every day is a different safety topic. So one day we get to the point where we're talking about stranger danger, kind of knows, and people that you know and keeping your body safe. So if, if you look at research around the nation, even around the world, most children that are sexually abused are abused by somebody that they know or that the family knows. And, but how do you teach a child that? So we're very good about teaching stranger danger and don't talk to strangers or don't go with a stranger but how do you teach a child that it's somebody that they know that may try to hurt them? It may be somebody in the neighborhood. It may be uh, one of their people in their social circles, maybe a coach, a, a teacher, somebody clergy. Um, and I, I don't mean to offend anybody, but obviously this is, this is the realm of people that could have access to children. And so during my camp, which we is, is complete interactive, uh, games and activities and puppet shows, I wrote this story, I Know You And, 
and I would tell it um, through puppets. And <clears throat> so, and it's through my, the whale that Lauren's showing right now, <laughs> all the puppets. And um, I would tell the story and I would have parents ask me, you know, my, my son or daughter came home and told me about the whale story. Do you have that? And I got, I have to be honest with you, Stephanie, um, you know, I've been in law enforcement all these years. I have a PhD and that's related. My study was related to child sex abuse, but you know, I was so nervous about publishing a book. I thought, Oh, would anybody read this? Would anybody like it? But yet I knew it was so important and there wasn't a whole lot of um, books that really addressed the topic that didn't put ideas into a child's head, such as, um, this little girl, Katie, is sexually abused or doesn't like to be around her uncle because children are so literal. Literal. That's why I use the characters that I did so that it really applies to any child from any socioeconomic background, any culture, any race, any religion. And that's sort of how, that was the impetus behind the book. And I was so fortunate because I reached out to Lauren. I met her thought she was amazing, and she did a couple uh, illustration designs, and I was like, Lauren, this is exactly what I want. I, you, you have to be my illustrator as well as my publisher. And so it's just been this really serendipitous project, um, and it's been one of the most amazing experiences ever for me because it is such an important topic, and it really does help parents have these difficult conversations. Oh my gosh, that's just, a, what a story. I have to ask though, was it, why the whale? Like why, of all the animals, why a killer whale? <laughs> right. Um, I have to tell you, so it was perfect. And now for me, <laughs> I was kind of like the same way, but it was perfect. <laughs> um, you know, I, to, to be honest with you, um, when I wrote the puppet show and I used whales, I wanted to, again, it was because I wanted something that could be generic. If I used a little boy or a little girl, um, it, it's, that becomes very literal for children. Like, right. oh, no, no, I, I definitely get why an animal so that it's not yeah. a boy or a girl yeah. or anything else. But, but a whale, I mean, you live in Utah. I, right, I know, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> Born and raised in California, though, so. Oh, okay, uh, that makes me feel yeah. about the and whale. I don't, it just, it was just something that uh, was really important to me. It was a mammal and it was, I, I really visualized having, you know, these beautiful background scenes and the illustrations. And so that's sort of how that morphed into that. And then, you know, we designed the little oh. kids can hold, um, you know, Lauren did an amazing job with that. So that was just, um, you know, that's really the best way I could describe it. Wow. it was, a really fun story um and it's very funny at camp because the kids are they always talk about the whale story so the day after we do it they always talk about the whales and so it's just a way for them to remember too it's sort of a little more kind of grabs them a little bit more and grabs their attention dr sally while we're talking about such a difficult topic uh, speak with me a little bit about misconceptions people have. I know that people think, for example, that, that children lie about such things and other yes. misconceptions. Could you address some of those just because we have this opportunity and it is so important? Absolutely. So I will tell you that in my career, um, I have probably had 
maybe one or two children that have fabricated uh, a story of maltreatment. And I won't even say sexual abuse, but usually they're teens or somebody going through a, a very contentious teens that are, are children of parents going through a contentious divorce. And so there might be, um, you know, one parent trying to blame another parent. But for the most part, children can't make up these types of things. They don't have that knowledge base. They don't have uh, the ability to also to disclose something and then stay with a story of throughout a, a disclosure and then have to tell it again if um, they need to testify in court or something like that. Right. Uh, so you're right. There are a lot of misconceptions yes. that children will lie and that they'll make this stuff up. Um, but really they don't. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's just been my experience. And that's what research shows as well is that there's really the, that that's a myth that children yeah. make false disclosures. I'm so glad you as a professional are saying that because people think that. And then I could see people thinking, you know, I, I'm looking at your books now. My, my children are, are beyond that book age at the moment. Maybe there'll be more, who knows? Um, but, um, I could see a parent, and I'm so glad you're addressing this, worrying that you're putting ideas in their head. Right. And, and on the flip side, I'm looking at your books and thinking, what a great baseline for mm -hmm. a child to be reading. Not even, I mean, yes, if you thought there was a problem, but I'm talking dial it way back before there's a yeah. problem. Is that correct? Yes. So... You know, and most children don't um, immediately disclose. So that's what this book is aimed so that children do feel comfortable disclosing. So that's another misconception is that if a child delays disclosure, they must be making it up. Because why wouldn't a child just immediately tell when something like this happens? And that's really not the case in terms of children aren't, if they're not aware that something is, is, is abuse, they're not going to disclose it. And I'll give you an example, Stephanie, of um, a little girl that I interviewed. Uh, her father had been sexually abusing her. It started at age five. And he abused her when she finally disclosed she was eight. And she, when I interviewed her, she was adorable. Um, and she said, you know, Christina, I, um, I thought all dads did this. And, and I didn't know that it was wrong. I just thought that. And my dad would tell me, you have to obey thy father. That's part of the commandments. And so not for lack of good parenting, because the mother is absolutely an amazing woman, um, just never had a thought that this right. could happen. And so most parents, like I said, most, most parents will teach their children about strangers and not going with strangers and not letting strangers do things to you. But yet, we don't tell them like, well, it might be somebody you know. It might be somebody who says to you in a very conniving way, like, okay, well, I'm going to help you in the bathtub. Well, why don't you let me show you this? Or it's it's a very it's it, it's a lot of times it's a grooming process as well, and a trust is built with that child, and so it makes it even harder for a child to disclose. So when they do, those are the ones where rather than say. Hmm, I don't know if I should believe my child. Those are the ones where you say, I absolutely believe my child. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for speaking to parents. 
you know, about the issues and to listen to your child. I mean, I'd love, I'd love for them all, like I said, to dial it back and we can nip this in the bud before it even becomes an issue. But please, if your child comes to you and says anything like this, they're not. Mm -hmm. Or also, you know, Stephanie, one of the things I think is really important, and I did um, some educational things um, with, for COVID, because we were lacking childcare in terms for essential workers or people were, they really needed childcare. And so I put something together about if your child comes to you and says that they don't like being around somebody, ask the appropriate questions. Even if you like that person as an adult, ask them, tell me about that. Very open-ended questions. Tell me about what makes you feel uncomfortable. Tell me about what you're feeling. Tell me about what this person said to you or tell me what they did. And parents, you know, they can, they can decide if their child's, you know, saying, well, I don't want to be at so-and-so's house because maybe there's more rules than they're used to or something like that. Right. As opposed to, um, you know, if they say, well, I don't know, I, I don't feel good. And that's also what this book is about is trusting what you feel inside so that, you know, you have that feeling where, uh, something feels really uncomfortable. And in that sense, it speaks to adults as well, because aren't there adults who are getting themselves into those situations? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's part of the, one of the things that we talk about at camp when I do camp is like, okay, what, what does it feel like for you and your body when you're confused or when you're scared? Um, and, and we work on that all week long to articulate those feelings because that's what a child's going to feel when somebody says, um, hey, well, you want to play this game? So I'm going to take off my shirt and then you take off your shirt. And then they go, but they don't, they don't really know how to articulate it. So we talk, we don't, I don't use those examples, but we talk about what, what does it feel like inside that makes you feel uncomfortable when somebody asks you to do something you're not sure of? And then, so everything is taught that that's when you seek your trusted adult. And we identify who are your trusted adults? Who are those people that you could go to and tell when something doesn't feel right? And if they don't listen or if they don't hear you, then you go to your next one. And so, and that's, that's helping parents too have their children identify people that they trust and that they know are not, couldn't possibly be abusing their child. So important. Now, I know the book is just coming out now. Yes. So we don't, we don't get to have like a track record of house sales. Yeah, right? <laughs> Not quite yet. But, uh, no, but I've, I, mean, I've pro- I mean, I've had probably, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, of camp kids who have responded very well to the story in the form of a puppet show. So I can tell you that, that, that's, that like I said, that was the impetus was you know, I have these parents saying, well, we really want this story. Um, and it was so cute. Last year, I had a child who, um, a little girl was having a birthday the next day after we did the puppet show with the story. And so um, always on, uh, if a child has a birthday, they get to pick the, they get to pick a treat or, you know, what sort of snack we're going to have. And so she wanted popsicles. So anyway, this little boy took this, this concept of the, the story of I Know You And, and he made his own book for this little girl. Um, he was five and, and she was just having this birthday. And it was the cutest thing about staying safe and keeping your body safe and not talking to strangers and not talking to people, you know, that make you feel uncomfortable. And it was the most adorable thing ever. 
love that. Wow, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, I see behind you, you have it in English, you have it in Spanish, you have a coloring book. Was that your idea? Or was that your uh, trusted publisher over there who came up with all that? <laughs> well, so, this, this go ahead, Lauren. I mean, uh, Christina came to me right away with both English and Spanish was a Really? Oh, fantastic. Good. Mm -hmm. And then I think the, the coloring book kind of came afterwards while we were brainstorming. And I don't know. Do you remember? Did you just say we want a coloring book or did we just talk about it? I don't even remember. It. Yeah, I think I said, um, Lauren, I'd really love a coloring book and let's, let's have some activities. And then Lauren just took it on and made, um, I mean, this absolutely, oh, I don't know if you can see it. It doesn't look nope. like it. Anyway. Unfortunately not. I know. I know. It's an amazing companion to the book. So it has activities for kids to identify their trusted adults so that they can write it down and they can has these different ways to sort of reinforce the story. Um, and it was interesting, Stephanie, if I could just share a really quick story about, um, I had a parent call me today actually about, I want to enroll my, my daughter in your camp this summer. Um, but boy, it sounds so scary talking about strangers and things like that. And I said, no, um, cause she had, a it was one of my teenage volunteers was telling her about it. And so I said, no, it's not like that at all. It's actually a very empowering book. And it also gives parents that foundation for saying, wow, I could have this where I don't have to like fly by the seat of my pants and talk about what are your private parts? And, <laughs> you know, I, and, and it's really important and I'll, um, you know, based on a lot of my research and my studies and uh, reading what the experts write, it's really important that as parents, you also teach your children the, the, the proper names for their um, private parts, their penis, their vagina, uh, because when we nickname them, we shame kids a little bit too, because like, like, oh, it's supposed to be secret and hidden. And then they should feel very strongly about keeping their body safe and that those are their parts of their body that belong only to them. That's an empowering statement. Thank you so much. Lauren, tell me a little bit about the, the, the process of going from, you met Christina and she said, I got this thing with a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was such a great story. She sent me the manuscript, which I'd like to touch on a little bit because um, what Christina was saying about parents being a little nervous about, you know, introducing certain information. The book is the direction it takes is really teaching these kids that the outcome is how brave you were. You know, uh, this whale is swimming through meeting all these people that are a little devious <laughs> and how she decides, you know what? I'm not comfortable. I'm going to swim away. And the end result is not being reprimanded, not getting in trouble, not be disobeying another adult, mm -hmm. but people saying you were very brave to stand up to this person. So she keeps meeting a different sea creature, you know, showing that it could be anyone, even another orca just like her, that right. she's brave enough to swim away. Right. And, you know, when we get authors that come in, we have a, a hopper full of different illustrators that we'd like to go to. Um, you know, we, we definitely do a presentation of different illustrators to match. And I was thrilled when Christina liked my work, um, because it was just seemed like a great book to illustrate. It was so much fun and uh, just the characters, we did the character designs and it was so easy. I mean, it just, 
it, I don't know, it just came to fruition very easily oh. because it's such an amazing concept. That's fabulous. That's so fabulous. And so important that those pictures be right on the money, that people can identify with them. Without being too scared, you know, without mm -hmm. scaring the younger kids. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. the least scary orca I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so also, I think, it's, I think it's important to mention too, Stephanie, that you know, there is a page in the back for parents specifically um, about important things to teach kids and about, um, you know, things, grooming, sort of grooming te techniques that predators use. And there's, there's that section on the back page for them because um, that's an, really an important component of child sex abuse is that grooming process to build trust with the child and their families. Right. Oh, that's great. So, so it's a book for you to read with your child, but then there's the part that gives you yes. the... And, and too many grown-ups have no idea. They don't know what right. they're looking for. Right. Well, we had a case here with exactly that. With um, It was a beloved teacher who um, was, there was some, an allegation of some sexual misconduct. And I had parents saying, oh my gosh, you know, this person came to our house for dinner, um, wanted to take my child on outings. And so they were stunned that he would do this. And so that's why I wanted to include that part because there was that whole grooming process of not only the child, but the family as well. The families. No, you're so right. And, you know, just because we're older doesn't mean that we have our eyes open. And yeah, right. <laughs> and I don't, I believe me, I mean, I do not fault parents. Um, if it's not something that's been, uh, you know, something that you've, has been in your family or that you've experienced, it's hard to recognize that this could happen. It's very, very difficult. And most, so that's why this book is, is so important for all parents, um, you know, just because it's really hard to have these conversations. Yes. And luckily we have this lovely little whale to be able to have to come yes. out. <laughs> Laura, are you a sea lover? Is that uh, why it fell right into your uh, drawing pad? I am. I did grow up on the water. I actually grew up in Long Island, um, out on the water. Wow, but, fantastic. Um, but no, it was it, the creatures, all the different creatures in the book. I don't I don't know if Christina wants to hold up a copy, but, you know. You it doesn't it. show. No, yeah. it doesn't show very well. Yeah. You can kind of see the outline yeah. um, behind me. Those are the outlines of all the different creatures. There's different whales, there's turtles, there's... Uh, you know, octopus, there's all kinds of sea creatures in that she meets and some are friends, some she's a little wary of and they were just all so much fun to draw and so much fun to paint and illustrate. That's and then we took all the characters and did all the line art for the coloring book and it was, uh, it was definitely a treat in such an important subject and in such a delicate manner you know non-frightening manner it's just mm -hmm. everything about it is just so wonderful that's wonderful lauren what other kinds of books do you work on besides uh children's books with sea creatures <laughs> we, we have we do all kinds we do a lot of cookbooks um we do a lot of novels for people we have some so we have them that you can see in the background mind doodles mm -hmm. uh, uh, based on the years ago, there was a book called uh, Images by Roger Burroughs, which was geometric designs that you could color. Okay. The original doodle books from, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, so yes. Took his book, redesigned it, um, 
and did more of a, a knowledge-based coloring book on where these kinds of designs come from. Ancient uh, hieroglyphs, um, ancient designs, buildings from you know thousands, hundreds, thousands of years, and how he comes up with his designs. Uh, a lot of them, you can do pictures in them, quilts. Um, cool. uh, you know, if you're familiar with the images books. And then the other book, is, which is our one of our top sellers, is the cookbooks from the restaurants of all the ski towns. Mm -hmm. I see those behind you. So yeah. uh, tell me yeah. about putting together a cookbook. Is that fun? Do you get to eat all the food? Tell us. <laughs> I do. We do a lot of photo shoots and we do a lot of um, work with the chefs. And what we did was we interviewed the chefs and each restaurant has a section where uh, there's a full course meal from that restaurant. Okay. So the idea is when you go to a ski town, you go to a restaurant, your favorite restaurant, you get to pick the book up, take it home and recreate the evening of that restaurant in your own home. Very nice. So there's interviews with the chef, uh, write up about the restaurant and then five, up to five recipes from appetizer through dessert. And uh, a lot of people buy the book and they, as they're in town, they walk around, get the, the chefs to autograph. Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. What a fabulous idea. Now, I see There's some great recipes. Great recipes. Yeah. Now, annually or something? Because I see a number of books there. No, we did. So the top one is our first one we did in Park City. Okay. And then we just had restaurants. There's just so many fabulous restaurants here. Oh, uh, too many for one book. Okay. So we had uh, a year later or two years later, we had other restaurants that um, wanted to be in it. And so we did a second one. And then we moved to Vail, Colorado. We didn't move there, but we went there to talk to the restaurants. We did one there. Um, and that just came out this winter. Okay. And in addition to the, the restaurants and the recipes, there's pictures of the environment. You know, pictures of skiing, pictures of biking, pictures mm -hmm. of hot air balloons. Um, they were fun books. They're, you know, a lot of work, um, but the reward, just like Christina's book, I Know You, the rewards of, you know, as you know, Stephanie, the reward of having it imprinted and oh. seeing turn the pages is just so wonderful. Yes, but I'm so jealous. I haven't gotten to eat my way through a book in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to fly out there to Park City, pick up a copy of the book, and go to all the restaurants and get the autograph. That sounds like a fabulous tour to me. Yeah. I will send you one. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. I, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. So, uh Dr. Sally, do we have other books on the horizon? Or I shouldn't ask you. I mean, we're barely launched this one. I know. Well, actually, I've, I've, I've told Lauren I have an idea for the next one, but oh. it's going to be a little bit because... Yeah. Uh, just, yes. uh, Enjoy working on your details for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We're working on the characters of that and character design, but it's a hush project, so... Okay, yeah. I, I won't pry. I'll just be excited, and I will absolutely invite you to come back here on the show when the next book comes out, so we can follow up on that because uh, same characters, huh? Uh, different characters, different. We're okay. seeing. We're nothing. She's saying nothing. You say yes. I mean, helping. maybe the characters are going to the restaurants for all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they took their sampling. <laughs> so, Dr. Sally, what would you recommend um, as far as the age level, when a parent should be buying this for their children, as well as for schools and groups? Give us a little bit of a, what would work for people best. 
So really the book is um, you geared for, or the audience, the target audience is younger kids. Um, You should obviously start talking to your kids about body safety um, as soon as possible. You know, I mean, so having this book and being able to read it to them when they become verbal and can identify those parts of their body that we talked about. Uh, But it's also appropriate to use with um, kids that are older, um, you know, up through, you know, lower grades of elementary school to be able to tell the story, even though it's, it's, it's a children's book um, and, you know, for younger kids, uh, kids that, you know, are in first grade or second grade, they can still really learn a lot from the story. And so, um, I, so I would say, and I've had people begin to purchase it for kids or their grandkids um, at, that are two and three, four years old, anywhere on up. So I've had kids in, um, you know, up to age 10 that will sit and listen to the story or watch the puppet show very intently. So it's, it's I, I mean, I really think it's appropriate up to that age. Fantastic, fantastic. And tell us where we can get your book also. Okay, well, um, so you can get my book on the website, on my website, which is Dr. It's Dr. Christina Sally, PhD.com. Um, and it's just my name spelled out. Um, and the, you can purchase the book or you can purchase the book, the activity book and the whale in combination as kind of like a package. Oh, which nice. kind of a nice gift package if you're buying it for somebody or some friends. So I know some people that are buying it for all of their nieces and nephews or, you know, something like that. But it, it makes it fun to have like the little whale to remind you as like a little thing you could just hold in your hand as security. Um, so right now that's, that's where you can order it or you can order it from Lauren's website and I'll let her tell you what her website is. Yeah, well, also, Christina's, you know, the a, a good place for exposure and, and an important place to have the book is uh, Christina's placed it in doctor's offices, uh, dentist's um, office. Oh, excellent idea. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. So not just for your family, but to buy it for right. these offices. I would think schools, nursery schools, daycare, yes. like that also. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at. Um, the therapists that I work very closely with that see some of our children and trauma. Um, so they're purchasing it. A lot of pediatrician offices are purchasing it. Um, so it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's appropriate for all those areas where children are um, or where they're exposed or where they have an opportunity to read or, ha- or be told stories. Wonderful. And if you go to either website, you can see some of the characters, a little video. Well, we're going to have a, a couple of the pages on a page turn. Um, up on uh, Christina's website as well as ours. And ours is parkcitypublishingstore.com or parkcitypublishing.com. Um, but a lot of the characters are up on Christina's website. You can kind of see them and uh, just a little slideshow we did. And if we go to parkcitypublishing.com, we can also get the cookbooks and come and eat our way through Park City. <laughs> Absolutely. We eat our way through Park City and Vale. My Doodles is available there. Mind Doodles is also available in New York at um, MoMath. Um, mm. So, yeah, you can get them, and they're also all on Amazon. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, now, Lauren, tell me a little bit about uh, Park City Publishing and what sorts of authors or books uh, do you maybe have a radar out for or who should be calling you? So we've done a variety. We do, uh, we actually do everything from somebody who wants to self-publish just for their family. We had a gentleman come, he had this wonderful story um, of his life. He was a soldier and he wanted a, you know, historical memoir for his family. So he wrote that, we published that for him. Um, when it's like that, we just help them get them up on Amazon for a small print run. Mm-hmm. We also do a lot of books where we print larger print runs like Christina's book and our cookbooks where we're printing in the thousands. Um, you know, when we have a warehouse where we, we store them and, uh, you know, ship out. But we, we've really done everything from big run cookbooks to cookbooks for people's weddings where they have oh, their family, um, you know, it's their wedding gift and they want to have all their family recipes together as well as novels. Um, so the book in the lower corner here, uh, it's by a local um, Paralympian, one of the most decorated Paralympians, uh, Chris Waddell. And he was actually paralyzed in a ski accident in um, college and then still went on ski race. And like I said, became one of the um, most decorated Paralympians. And it was his commencement speech at Middlebury uh, when he was paralyzed. And it's, it's just a wonderful story, a lot of morals, a lot of thinking on, you know, it's not um, what happens to you. And I'm going to paraphrase because I always get it wrong, but it's, it's not happens to you in life. It's what you do with what happens to you. And how he's moved on to be so successful and a great racer. And he climbed Kilimanjaro in a hand-cranked wheelchair. Wow. Great movie about that you can find. Um, Chris Waddell. It's just a wonderful book. I always... Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I always talk to him and say it. I just love it. It's like a, a little prince of today with all those great little morals and values and stories. Oh, Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, congratulations to you on all these great books. Yeah, and Mind Doodles is just a charming coloring book, but with historical value and interesting facts where designs come from. Uh, and so it's, you know, not just a coloring book. It's more involved. And, but we do a variety. We have a lot of people. Somebody's doing a, a flower book. We've done trail books and uh, cookbooks for other people. <laughs> Everybody wants a cookbook for their family. Yeah, love, yeah. Well, I don't want a cookbook for my family because I'm really not very good at the whole cooking thing. <laughs> I want your cookbooks. I don't want <laughs> Absolutely. So parkcitypublishing.com for right. Lauren, who I also, by the way, took a peek over there. There's another website with your designs. I don't know if I can get to it from Park City, but uh, was it laurenadler.com or... Yeah, laurenadler.com. That's just more of uh, what I've done my whole life in, in illustrations, painting. Um, if you want to see some beautiful things, head over there, too. That's from years of working in design and in publishing and magazines and kids' books. And, oh, gorgeous yeah. stuff. Absolutely. And Dr. Christina Sally, PhD.com. Did I say that right? 
Yes, you absolutely did. Thank and you. And I know that I have all of those links on our website as well at betweenthecoverstv.com. So if you forgot everything else we said, you can still look or hook right over and find the books. Uh, Dr. Sally, <laughs> I can't thank you enough. Um, yes. Any final words of uh, advice for parents out there besides buy the book? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, just listen to your children. That's all. Just oh, listen. yes. And um, I apologize for the dog barking at the bird. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> if you heard that right when Lauren was telling something really important, I'm so. But now sorry. that you told us about the dog barking, you have to tell us because you you told me it was a rescue. Uh, yeah, the therapy it's, dog. it's a therapy dog. She's still a puppy, but um, so we she's uh, our newest addition to our children's justice center team when we're interviewing kids. So she's kind of like that little comfort when they come in to talk. So anyway, my apologies for that. That's okay. And what kind of a dog is she? Great for this time. And then she's got that. I saw Then I heard her bark and I saw a bird that had landed on my, the rail on my deck outside. So I apologize. That's okay. What kind of dog is she? She's a black lab. Um, she's a purebred black lab and she's, um, just loves people and children and they love her. So, um, but she's still a little puppy. So <laughs> she's got that energy. Well, I, I don't know, Lauren, maybe you better practice drawing black labs because I have a I know, right? That's starring in her own little series at some point. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've already done that. My, we had a black lab and we have a lot of paintings of her that I've done. <laughs> All right. I would love to incorporate a black lab in, in, a, in a kid's yeah. book. She is ready for you when you are, okay? Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh. Thank you so much for just having us on your show and just all that you do. Really, okay. so Thank much you for what you do. What you do is so important. And, and Lauren, thank you for bringing it to life on page so yes, that it can reach so many people. It's huge. Thank you. And to all of our listeners, please go and check it out such an important topic and we really need to make sure we get it to our children before things happen so thank you thank you thanks so much for joining us for once in future authors if you've enjoyed the show please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!